Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Before I Die podcast, episode 146. We are back after taking a week off, after a little bit of a break. Um, and it feels like every time we take a break, it feels like a million years when we get back on the mic and record again in between episodes. But we are back here. And first and foremost, I guess, on that topic, I'd like to say, you know, I know it's been um, the dog days of summer finally coming to an end here. Um, I know we probably, you know, took a few more breaks than we usually do over the summer. It just, you know, there wasn't too much going on, uh, you know, took a few weeks off, but pretty confident to say probably from here on out. Um, I mean, you know, if there's any like travel or anything that like pops up in the personal lives, maybe we'll miss an episode or two, but from here on out, we should be pretty consistently coming back at you, you know, hot every week, every Tuesday with episodes with football back in the swing of things, obviously preseason kicking off. And, um, you know, shortly after that hockey will get get rolling as well. So from here on out, it's going to be going, um, you know, the NFL is pretty much back. It's going to, uh, I, I know we've been talking about the past couple of weeks where it feels like it's just going to come right at once. And, and it is here now. I mean, it's going to be Thursday night in LA before we know it. Week one is going to be rolling on. The bills are going to be kicking off the, the football season, that whole NFL season. So we are here, we are ready to go. And um, you know, if you couldn't guess it, we will be talking about the preseason game week one. Um, against the Colts that happened this past Saturday. Um, the World Juniors for hockey is also going on, which I just learned this past week from my buddy that it got stalled out, I guess, in December of last year because I was, you know, I saw it going on. I was like, I thought that usually goes down around New Year's time. Mm-hmm. I guess it got canceled there. So now they're rebooting it, which little sidebar, which is kind of crazy because I guess what happened is they stopped the tournament because of COVID or something. And now they're bringing it back up, but they're just starting it from square one. Like, I'm pretty sure Canada back in December was like out of the tournament, like they got knocked out, but now they have a, you know, a whole new slate here because the, <laughs> the tournament just restarted. It makes no sense. But some Sabres prospects have been playing in that. I haven't watched any of the games, but just seeing on Twitter, um, obviously the Sabres have a ton of po- prospects in the pipeline. So there's going to be a bunch of them playing in the tournament. And I think they've been doing pretty well. So we'll just do a little bit of an update on that at the end, just kind of what we're seeing on Twitter and um, kind of riff off that a little bit. But the main, main thing here today is, is Bill's football is back. The game at the Ralph this past Saturday against the Colts preseason game one looked like Bill's Mafia was already in mid midseason form. It's just crazy um, how we're packing a house for a preseason game. I don't know if any other team has done that uh, this year so far. So it's good to see. Good to see football back at the Ralph. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of starters didn't play. I don't think any starters played, if I'm not mistaken, but it's still just good to see. And, and it's good to kind of talk about some real live action here. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Um, before we do dive into everything, we'll bring Ethan in. Ethan, how you doing over there? A couple of, uh, or sorry, a week a week off here, but we're back in the groove. Yeah, back in the groove, back in Chicago. It was nice uh, doing a little live episode two weeks ago with you when I was home. Um, but, I mean, I'm excited. The, the first Bills preseason game got my juices flowing. Like you said, the Bills Mafia was in full force. Pack Barn influencing the game on a goal line stand, it looked like. Um so yeah, it was it was it was great to see, even though it was a preseason game. And I mean, we barely played any starters, it seemed like. There was it was basically our second team versus the Colts first team for their few first few series, which was interesting because I think we played pretty well uh, given all the all the um personnel. Uh so yeah, I'm excited for Bills football. It's you know, fall is right around the corner. It's sad to see summer go, but I mean there's nothing better than football season. So no, nothing at all. And and I and I can't wait for the Sundays where you just sit there, you do nothing. And and football Sunday just makes everything, you know, Sundays is that one day of the week where 
you know, the scaries might come in every once in a while. It's, uh, you know, works the next day. Sunday during football season just feels like a gift. It feels like the, the weekend's extended. You know what you're doing, you know, Sunday in, Sunday out. You know what you're here for. And we're right at that time uh, time of year. So let's dive right into this game. Colts, Bills, Saturday, August 13th. We're back. And the final score of the game was 27 to 24 Bills on a buzzer beater field goal by Bass and um, extends our preseason win streak to nine games. So that's a little tidbit, a little fun fact. I don't know if you know, we, we now have nine preseason wins in a row. We're like the new Ravens, even though the Ravens are still just like, winning the past 30 preseason games, which is crazy. Um, but it was a great game. I, I didn't see the first series, but other than that, I pretty much watched the whole game. Um, main takeaways, I guess, and 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 maybe we even introduced our, our segment that we like doing. And we'll wait for the regular season to do short-term, long-term. If people were listening <laughs> last year, what we like to do on our, on our Monday recordings after the Bills play, we do a little segment to kick the Bills recap off by doing a short-term, long-term, our short-term thoughts on the game, long-term thoughts on the game. But I think we'll save that for regular season when the, you know, the actual boys are playing. Um, I'll just go initial thoughts here. I mean, like you brought it up, right? I mean, it was the Colts first team Colts, obviously bring Matt Ryan this year. So he's the veteran quarterback. Carson wants out Matt Ryan in new offense. He's going to get his reps with the first team. I don't think the bills played a single starter. Um, like I, I don't think on the offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball, I don't even think offensive line, like wise, like we played, a, we played a starter. Um, but in terms of the defense against the Colts first team offense, I mean, it, it's, it, it's kind of like, how did we lose to this team last year? If we're stopping this team with our second stringers here, I mean, they couldn't get anything going. Um, I think the biggest stories probably online and within Bill's mafia was the two rookie cornerbacks, Kyrie Elam and Benford, Christian Benford, I believe was his name, the guy out of Villanova. People were loving them. I thought they played very well. And I'll tell you one thing before I let you hop in here. The guy that stuck out to me who play, pretty much played the whole game was that Specter guy, that Clemson <laughs> linebacker. That guy's got that dog in him. <laughs> he was flying around the <laughs> he ball. He was flying around the ball. He, he seemed like he was in on every play. I thought it was A.J. Klein at first because he was wearing number 54 white linebacker. <laughs> That's what I but then, thought, But too. then it was Spectre, and, and I didn't even realize we, we drafted him this year in, like, the eighth round out of Clemson. Um, but he popped out to me, and, and the defense as a whole, just as the second team, and I know I know I think Settle played a little bit, so maybe he's a starter. Uh, Bryant was in there. I think the D-line maybe, the interior D-line played a little bit um, in terms of starters, even though it's probably going to be rotating again. But, I mean, the defense played well. I mean, I mean Ryan Pittman... Um, Jonathan Taylor didn't play, but other than that, I mean, Quentin Nelson was playing, right? So like they had their guys out there and I think their first team only scored three points in, in the entire game. Um, obviously yeah, it was and, that, and that was off of a turnover too. Yeah. So that, that's kind of my initial reaction. We can get in the offense later, but I think the, the defense was the kind of the star of the show here. Um, and, and I'll let you kind of take it over from there. No, hundred percent. I mean, like you said, the off their offense going to get pretty much anything going. The biggest thing that stood out to me, yeah, they didn't have Jonathan Taylor, but the run defense looked pretty solid. Yeah, like, and, and Naeem Hines is still a solid run back. He's going to get a lot of touches for the Colts this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's like their spell back, their scat back when Taylor's, you know, tired or their third down pass catching back. So, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get a lot of snaps, like you said. He's been around the league for a while. Um, yeah, that was, that was my biggest takeaway was I felt like our interior defensive line play was – very good against a really good interior uh, offensive line from the Colts. You know, Quentin Nelson's probably, I don't know, is he the best guard in the NFL? I, I feel like a He's, lot of people say so. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that one clip that you sent me of settle just dominating him. 
Uh, yeah, like tossing him around like a rag doll was awesome to see. Um, Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, I believe, didn't play, and, and we're you know rolling our second team tackles out there, and they're clogging up the middle, making plays like you said, Specter filling holes. Um, another, I thought Andre Smith played a solid game at, at linebacker, and then the two corners that you mentioned, Elam and, and uh, Benford is his name, right? Yeah, Benford, I believe. Yeah, out of Villanova. Uh, they both they both look pretty good too. I mean, I will say. You know, some you know they both made some really standout plays. So, you know, breaking up passes, playing man coverage. I will say both of them did also get exposed in other situations. Um, I think Ben Benford looked a little slow on some plays. You know, he doesn't really have that. I think breakaway speed where he can kind of run with the receiver. I think he's you know more of a physical guy. And same with Elam, but Elam to me, he looked really good in man coverage. Uh, he looked a little soft though playing against the run. And he didn't look okay. like he was coming up and filling on some of these plays that, um, you know, you'd like to see your corner kind of set the edge and, and being aggressive on the run. He's kind of catching in some tackles. So maybe that's going to come with with him adjusting to the, the speed of the NFL. But um, other than that, you know, he had that really nice breakup on, um, on a third, third down. down. Yeah. On and the then, opening drive for, for the Colts three and out. And then another guy I thought uh, Jaquan Johnson at safety looked really good as well. I mean, he had an interception, which was, that was a terrible throw by uh, Foles. Was it? I think who threw that one, but um, I thought he played really well too, which is nice to see given we've had some injury scares with Hyde in the preseason, you know, Poyer also is, you know, traditionally had some injury concerns, but those guys are getting a little older. So you you like to see who's going to be kind of, um, you know, taking up the mantle as, as these guys kind of move along. So yeah, I thought the defense played really well overall. And then uh, shout out Boogie Basham with the, with the strip sack. Uh, and then the rookie out of Baylor uh, was it Bernard Bernard. Yeah. Um, taking it to the house. So I, yeah, defensive wise, awesome, awesome job. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have much to add there, except if we're going to move over to the offense, I mean, yeah, I think well, that was a completely different story in our eyes. Yeah, well, yeah. Before we do move over to the offense, um, back to the Benford Elam thing, because uh, again, I think that was kind of the main takeaway from a lot of the people watching this game and Bills fans. Um, kind of back to what you said, like I, like I think Benford played very well, and he was getting a lot of praise. But I don't know what it is. It's just the simply the eye test for me watching that game. But I could still see like a significant difference between Elam and Benford in terms of just like watching them play, and it just seems like Benford. Like Elam just looks uh, like a lot more athletic than Benford, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, Benford played well. I thought he had an, uh, like a lot of good plays. He was obviously very noticeable. A lot of people were calling him out for that. But if you're just like looking at them, like he, he he didn't seem like he had, like you said, like that breakaway speed necessarily. I think Elam's known for that. He can run with anyone in man coverage. Um, so I do like I did see the difference in, in terms of those two specifically. Um, it, it just seemed like Benford, like, yeah, he played very well, but I, I don't know if he really has that like bright of a future to be like an everyday starter in the NFL. Like he just didn't seem like that, like an athletic type of a corner. Like, I, I don't know. That's just what I was seeing. Um, but then you did call out the settle bull rush on Quentin Nelson, which I'm watching back right now. And that was a combination of that. And then that was also actually a play that Benford made. It was, it was like a fourth and four play settle gave Matt Ryan, no time bull rush right in his face, Quentin Nelson right back into his grill and then Benford tight coverage on Pittman. So that was just a great sequence to see on fourth down, force him out. Um, but other than that, yeah, nothing else to really say. You you know, you touched on the Boogie Basham strip sack. And 
I mean, who had Bernard for the first touchdown of the season for the Bills, right? I mean, that was just a an, an absolute random one right there, especially after the Bills kind of marched down on their first series of the game and then, you know, get stopped on a fourth down. But first touchdown of the year for the Bills goes to Bernard on a nice defensive play. And I guess we'll move over to the offense as we were going to talk about. Um, like you said, completely different story. Main takeaway from here is that Keenum stinks and that Barkley's got to be the backup, you know, moving ahead here. At least That's he's your have take, really? At, at least he's got to have the chance to be the backup. Um, and it also made me realize that, you know, obviously, you know, regardless who the backup quarterback is, if Josh gets hurt, regardless of who the backup quarterback is, we're not going to progress well in the playoffs. But you do need to have a good backup QB where if he does, goes down the regular season for a few, a few games and you're playing the Jets or, you know, a lower tier team, you need a backup QB to come on, be able to come in and maybe get the W. And right now, I don't know if we have that in the back pocket. And now, luckily, you know, knock on wood, Josh hasn't had really many injury concerns throughout his career. He's a you know pretty sturdy guy, but that's still a concern that I had. And, and Keenum just looked awful. Um, so honestly, yeah, that was my main takeaway because we turned the ball like four four times in a row on offense. It was crazy. Like we turned the ball over two times in a row. And then I think I tweeted out from the account. I was like, all right, as long as we don't turn the ball, like let's just try not to turn the ball over this drive. They did that. And then they proceeded to do that on the next drive. They got the ball too. Like it just was it didn't look good. And I know it was none of our starters. Again, the O-line was like none of the starters it was a bunch of O-line depth, which by the way, that still matters because there's going to be injuries on the O-line this year. So like if there's O-line injuries this year, like it doesn't look great. Um, but like nothing was in sync. I, I don't know. They just didn't, they didn't play well. I didn't think the O-line simple. played horrible for a back the backups, but they didn't play I, good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the the biggest, bigger concern is what you said on, both of our backup quarterbacks look pretty incompetent. I and thought the, Barkley looked like I didn't even think Barkley looked that good. I and I still think he looks significantly better than Keenum. And I know maybe he was playing against more third stringers, but he still. But it was still the same. You know, they're they're both playing against backups here, and Barkley could at least move the ball. Like Keenum, like Keenum couldn't throw the ball. Like what, what happened to the guy that was playing in Minnesota was actually like kind of good for a little bit. Yeah, I, the bigger concern for me though is. Neither of these guys play in the same offense that a Josh Allen does, which we had with Trubisky last year. You get what I'm saying? Like you are going to dramatically have to change your offense. If you are, um, who's our offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. If you, if you're Ken Dorsey, you're going to have to change your whole offensive game plan. If Josh goes down in a game, right? The, the RPO goes out the window. Um, you're, you're pretty much like a pocket passer, dump it off type of offense. If either of these guys come in there, I mean, they don't have the arm strength. They don't have well, the mobility. I agree. And I think, and I think the problem is, is that when we signed Keenum, we thought he, he was going to have a little bit more of that arm strength. And like, it just seemed like he was completely washed. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting him to look the way he did. Yeah. I think it's a problem. I, I agree. I don't think either of these guys come in and be able to win you, you know, a couple football games. If Josh goes down, uh, you know, if he's injured, you know, like if, you know, if Josh goes out maybe four games, it's like, can you get a quarterback that's going to get you to 500 over, like go two and two over four games? And I don't think either of these guys are going to be able to do that, um, which sucks. So I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a move to be made or if we're just going to have to roll the dice with either of these guys. Cause like you said, I mean, not going to Josh hasn't been injured yet in his career, but the way that he plays it, I feel like it's only a matter of time before we, we see something like that, oh, which sucks to say, say that. but I mean, that's just the nature of the NFL, man. Like every quarterback goes through that. You saw Mahomes. Last year had that lingering foot problem. Um, I mean, you see it with Lamar Jackson every year. 
so it's just, you know, these mobile quarterbacks, they get banged up and you, you need someone to come back in and be able to spell you. And I don't, I don't trust either of these guys right now. That's my biggest concern. I think going into the year is the backup quarterback position. Yeah. Um, who else on the offense, I guess was playing. I mean, like I was trying to look I mean, at Shakir other guys. Had, I mean, a, had a solid game. Yeah. Shakir had a pretty nice stat line. I was, uh, I, I wasn't too impressed with cook. I know he didn't really get the ball too much, but I, I think he had a catcher too. I don't know. I wasn't super impressed with him to be honest. Um, I'm taking a look at the stats right here. Yeah. So Barkley. Yeah. So, I mean, Barkley was 18 for 24 for 224 yards and only one interception. Keenum was 11 for 18, 86 yards and two interceptions. And like, I mean, the one interception. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of fumbles. Um, the, the Kumaro fumble as well. The one interception by Keenum, it was like, we, we, it, I think it was right after the Johnson interception, Jaquan Johnson interception oh, runs, yeah, runs it terrible. all the way In back the to zone. like yeah. a, a great return. Runs it back to like the 20, <laughs> the ensuing play. Keenum back shoulder, just terrible throw picked off going the other way. Um, Zach, uh, Zach Moss played, I guess he, he, he wasn't really, you know, too noticeable three carries for 37 yards. I mean, that's a pretty good average, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. These guys were getting mixed in. I think Duke Johnson played a, a decent amount, but I don't know. No one really like stood out to me. Isaiah Hodgins actually had a pretty good stat line, nine receptions for 77 yards. Um, and then Shakir was five for 92. So yeah, I guess those guys stepped up a little bit, which was good to see. Who Shakir was the one returning punts too, which I was like kind of interested to see. I think he was returning punts for a little bit. I think Duke Johnson was returning kicks. Um, it'll be interesting to see if McKenzie's the one that's going to be returning punts during you know regular season. Um, but I don't know. To be honest, like I, I yeah, like I just rattled off that Shakir and Hodgins lines were pretty good, but I was very distracted from the QB playing the overall offense to even like really take anything away. So it was tough. I'm not like it doesn't make me worried. No, like mm-hmm. no one on the offense played like it. It was, you know, once you have Allen and Diggs and Davis and those guys out there, then we'll, you know, we'll see what we got. And I'm sure we pretty much know what that is. So I'm not worried about it. It was just kind of sucked to see the first game of the season. You know, we're so used to the offense being so potent. They come out and just throw a stinker. It doesn't really change much, but whatever, just didn't, you know, didn't love to see it. Um, But I don't know. You got anything else on that before I guess we move on? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, All right. So. I guess that's the Bills game. I mean, I guess then did you watch it all the way to the end? Because I was like eating dinner in the middle of like them scr- like going down for the two minute drill and, and then the field goal at the end. Oh, actually, before we do go to the end and talk about that, we have to mention the the punter, Ariza. Ariza. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how you pronounce his name. 82 yard bomb. That I don't know if you watched that punt in real time. That punt was an absolute cannon. Never seen anything like that from an NFL punter. I think he was lined up like inside our own 10 yard line. It was a touchback. Yeah. So it was funny because Matt Hack, I think, took like the first couple punts of the game. And then he goes out there for that one. And it was just kind of like, all right, this competition's over. Like Hack is not going <laughs> to be on the roster come week one. Oh, I think the only the only concern is if uh, Ariza can hold because he, he didn't hold in college. Correct. And he I think he did a pretty good. I mean, I think Bass was 100 percent. He was holding every every uh, every kick on Saturday. He he definitely held for a few. I don't know if Hack held for the first couple, but Ariza definitely did hold for a couple of those field goals. Yeah. So so yeah. I don't know. I th- I thought he slotted in there pretty well. Um. But anyway, what I was saying is back to the end of the game. I don't. Did you watch back to the end of the game? Because I think we were down. A I I cut out. I did. I did wasn't able to watch like the fourth quarter at all. Yeah. So I think we were down a touchdown. We actually like went down, scored. Like shout out Barkley again. Played very much better than Keenum in my opinion. 
two point conversion to tie it up. And then that's where I kind of cut out and was like watching on the side as I was eating dinner. Um, I guess we held them, got the ball back. And then I don't know, I wish I, I wish I could, you know, explain it more. I mean, I guess you guys watch it who are listening right now, but yeah, I guess a, a buzzer beater field goal to, you know, cap the first preseason game off, which is kind of electric. So shout out bass. He looked like he was good. He was nailing every, every uh, attempt that he had two for two on field goals. And I believe he made every extra point that he attempted as well. So um Nothing much more to add. I mean, that was just that's just preseason football for you. Again, it's nice to be kind of back talking football here on the podcast, you know, having stuff to go over. Um, it feels good. Um, but yeah, I just honestly can't wait till the regular season because I feel like the next couple of preseason games. Do you think I guess the question will be, do you think starters get a sniff at any of these next two weeks? Um, maybe some. Maybe some next week, because usually you don't want to. I think I think this upcoming week, what is it, Saturday against Denver, I believe, is our next preseason I'm, game. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I think this would be the week where we'd see somebody see see, ugh, see some starters play if they're gonna play at all. Yeah, so it's Saturday, August 20th against Broncos. That one is in Buffalo as well. And then we play Friday, August 26th against the Panthers in Charlotte. So that'll be the last preseason game. Um so you're you're thinking if any starters are playing like offensive wise, it's gonna because they're not gonna play against the Panthers in the last you know week before the season, right? That's my thought process. Like usually, I guess I don't know how it works with like the three now, but with the four preseason games, it's usually like the third, the third of the fourth, like the second to last one was when the starters played the most. I don't remember last year because last year they only played three preseason games as well, right? Right. And, and I know I, Josh, the whatever the one when we played the Packers, like Josh played a decent amount. Yeah, he played like the first couple series. I think he played it maybe the, even the whole. I first think he quarter. played the first. Yeah, the first quarter. But yeah, I think I want to say that was. I'm gonna look that up quick, but I want to say that was the last the game? second game. Um. No, I want to say that was the last game because I remember watching that. <laughs> I remember watching that with you guys at the lake and. I think because I was like home the week before Labor Day. Oh yeah, it was the last game. This it was yeah, we won nineteen nothing. That was so maybe uh, I'm wrong. August, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if August maybe 28th. we'll see the starters against Carolina. If I don't think Josh is going to play, either do I. I don't think I was just going to say I don't. If we see any starters, I don't think Josh is going to play a snap. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if we see the thing is if the offense is sucking like it did week one. I feel like maybe the team might want to see like a good offense out there before the regular season. Like, I know that makes no sense in the sense where it's like, if Josh isn't playing, it's a completely different offense. But like, I feel like you might want to like get like a rep or two of like seeing the offense move the ball. And especially if you're going to have, if you're going to have, say, say like Gabriel Davis plays or like some, one of these like wide receiver or like Dawson Knox, right? Cause these guys are still young, right? They're not like necessarily veterans yet where like, maybe they want those guys to play in preseason before the season starts. And you put them out there with Keenum or Barkley and they're like not getting their rhythm. And like, I feel like that's a bad taste in your mouth to have going into the, you know, Thursday night game against the Rams. If you're, you know, Davis or, or Knox or maybe Diggs doesn't play, but like one of these wide receivers, McKenzie, um, and say they want to play those guys and you, you know, you roll them out with Barkley or something and it's like, nothing's clicking. It's like, you might want to see something work out before, you know, that deadline stops. And then it's like, all right, we have to go like real time. So I don't know, maybe Josh does get in for a, you know, a few series. And if it goes well, it's like, all right, get these guys out of here and stop it. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I mean, maybe that's just me like spitballing here, just kind of coming up with a little something, something, but that's the only, I guess, way I could see um, Josh getting in there is if like, you know, Dorsey, and McDermott like want to see the offense click a little bit before heading into the real, you know, the real thing. Because again, we always forget too. like, 
it, Dorsey's first year as an OC as well. Like we, right. we like I feel like we, you know, the the transition from Dable to Dorsey, we feel like it's almost the same guy. Like he's still doing this all on his own this year now. Like it's completely different. Like maybe it's the same system. He's been here for a while as a QB's coach, but like now he needs to get in the groove as well. So that's the only reason I'd see maybe get Josh in there just to like find something and see something work before you, you know, you head into the real thing. But other than that, there's no really reason to play him. Um, but all right, that's preseason recap week one. Good to talk about Bill's football again. Um, and I think that's kind of all we had today before. Like, again, I said the world junior tournament going on. So before we sign off real quick, just chat about that real quick. I mean, Sabres, a ton of prospects. Um, I think the big, you know, the big one was uh, that Oslin guy, our, our second first round pick this year had a hat trick, I believe yeah. in one yep. of the games. And then Coolidge, the, uh, the other first round pick. Uh, I don't know if that Oslin, cause I sent you that clip. I think that was in the Swedish league, not the world juniors. Oh, that was a preseason game. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Hattrick from today's preseason game. So he plays in the Swedish league. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So he had a hattrick in preseason Swedish league, I guess. Um, but Kulich, Yuri Kulich, the guy that we drafted with the Florida draft pick from the Reinhardt trade this year. Yeah. 28th round, overall. 28th overall. He is playing for um, the Czech Republic, I believe. Uh yeah, he's a Czech prospect, and so he is playing in the World Juniors. He had a nice snipe the other night, um, and he he continues to impress. I mean, he was flying around development camp as well, so he scored. And then Isaac Rosen, that that was the other guy. He um he had yeah, we goals. drafted him last year with the Ristolainen pick, exactly with the Phillies pick from Ristolainen trade, exactly. Yeah, and so he's playing for Sweden in the World Juniors. He had a couple of goals, um, and he looked pretty nice in these clips that were posted as well. So I'm just kind of going through the Charging Buffalo's Twitter. Is account. Savoy playing Shout for Canada? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. I asked my buddy. He wasn't sure either. Um, so I don't know. He's that's Canadian. A, that's right? A1 journalism by us right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, he's Canadian though, right? So he would be playing for Canada yeah. if so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's the, that's the other thing to it. Like I said, like the, the tournament stopped and restarted. Like he It's like new rosters now, right? Right, because like he probably wasn't on the team when it was going on in December, I imagine. I mean, he wasn't even drafted yet. So... I have no idea. I don't know. Are you looking it up right now? I'm going to Google it quick. Yeah, but I mean, to anyone else, you know, watching the World Juniors, or I kind of, it kind of sucks almost like I like it way better when it's during, you know, December, end of December, about Christmas time, because like I'm way more prone to watch it then. And right. And like, it's not like I'm like, you know, bummed out that much that I'm missing it right now. But like, I, I don't know, just during the summertime, like you're kind of things going on, like, during when it usually is like towards the end of the year, you're kind of chilling with your family around Christmas time, you know, around the house, you're not out too much. It's cold. You know, you throw on the world juniors. That's like the one sport going on. Cause like the NHL is kind of on a break, not really a lot of NFL. You're waiting for college football bowl games and all that. Like that's always like on the back burner that you can flip to, you know, when you're like down at a uh, Christmas time. So it going on right now is like throwing me off my game. You know, maybe if it was going on in December, I would know if Savoy was playing or not, but it's not. It's Savoy's is not on the team. It looks like. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I got nothing else to add to the world juniors. It's, it's out of my, I'm blaming it on that. It's not during December, during new year's. I would be way more in tune with it if it was going on during that time. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so um, I guess that's all we have for today. Appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. If you did um, again, we hope to kind of get back on that 
every week's schedule. You know, like I said, football is officially back now. So next we'll be able to talk about the next preseason game and the one after that. And then it's go time with the Thursday night game in LA. Um, and so we'll just be pumping it out every week. Should have a lot to talk about week in and week out. And then, like I said, Sabres will be, you know, honestly coming right behind them. Not, not too much later. So hockey and football will be in full swing before we know it. Hopefully with the next couple of weeks before the preseason or sorry, before the regular season week one, we'll get Trent, our buddy on to do a season full preview of, um, of the Bills season. We go through each game, kind of give our predictions in that. Um, and we usually have a good time with different hypotheticals. So, you know, stay on the lookout for that episode as well. But um, with that being said, go Bills, go Sabres as always. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And we will talk to you next week. Peace.